Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. It is Amanda and we are ending 2017 with episode 17 of the Sister Cast. And 2017 was such an interesting year for me, one I'm always going to remember because it was the year that Zoe and I started the Sister Cast. It's been a true labor of love. And I'm just so excited to be podcasting along with all the podcasts that I listen to. 2017 was the year I truly fell in love with podcasts and really, really binged on them. This podcast that I do with Zoe really gives us an outlet to share our stories. Often we're sharing stories with each other for the very first time right here on the podcast. In fact, Zoe will be finding out that I recorded an entire episode without her when she gets her notification on her iTunes account that a new episode is available. I am so excited to introduce you to a good friend of mine. She recorded an episode with me over the Christmas break. My college roommate, such a good friend, a fearless mom of two. She's full of stories, not at all shy, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Please welcome Brooke Benninger. Welcome to the Sister Cast. Good. Has it been 20 years? It has oh. this year, this year, because we started college in when we were both seventeen. Yeah, okay? okay. It was nineteen ninety-eight. I know it's crazy to think that that was twenty years ago. We were the two youngest in the class, were we? Yeah. Yeah. When what month is your birthday? July. July. Yeah. It was. It was crazy. I, we were seventeen when we started. We were seventeen. Yeah. You would not know. You would have been eighteen if your birthday was July. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I had just I turned 17. eighteen. Yeah. That's such an Amanda thing to do by the way, is to correct people. <laughs> she just can't let it slide. Great. <laughs> this is 30 seconds into the podcast. I'm already being corrected. So yeah, I have known Brooke for 20 years because we went to college together and we've just kept our friendship up for 20 years. Yeah. And you know what? I, I was talking to somebody about our friendship, our friendship specifically the other day, because you know, you have some, some high maintenance friendships and then you have some that you don't have to talk for months at a time. But then you know that other person's not like, oh, Brooke's mad at me. She hasn't texted me in two months or whatever. I really like that. And we can go for long periods of time without talking because we're both busy. We both have kids and jobs and husbands that take up a lot of time and homes and and that kind of thing. So I do like that our friendship is the type that we can go literally months without talking. And then when we do talk or text it's right back to where we picked up and like not a day went by yeah I love that you've nailed it that's pretty much how I do most of my friendships actually (laughs) so with the friends that I have so for a lot of people who don't know you let's introduce you to our podcast listeners so you are a fantastic mother of two girls I have two girls are seven and nine seven and nine and I have of course the five-year-old and the one-year-old so we've got a lot of the ages covered we've got a lot of the girl ages covered here (laughs) so you had two girls did you find out what you were having with them I found out both times however there was a little bit of um discrepancy with the second because I was I had the ultrasound and then the doc the technician said well I wouldn't throw out your pink clothes because they're not technically supposed Mm -hmm. to tell you what you're having and I told her that I really wanted to know because I was going shopping and I wanted to kind of buy some boys clothes if I was having a boy and she goes well I wouldn't throw out your pink clothes if I were you so to me I'm thinking that's a girl yeah then I go into the doctor's office after like the ultrasound like the radiologist read the report and it said most likely male really so so then I was like oh my goodness so I, I was having a bit of a panic attack and um so the doctor said oh so the technician told you you were having a girl this guy told you you're having a boy so she called and then they had to reread the report 
Um, and then he said, it could be a male, it could be a female. I really don't know at this point. So I just had the inclination that it was a girl and it was. But up until the time, I really wasn't 100%. And that's what I've heard. If you're having a girl, it could go either way. If you're having a boy, they know for sure. I think the doctor was just sick of reading my ultrasound. So he was like, (laughs) yeah, it could go either way, girlfriend. (laughs) So with my second, I found out with both what I was having. But with my second, um, it was when we were in Ontario. In Alberta, they just tell you in the room. The technician just tells you. They don't. It's hold it back. Wild, wild west out there. Okay. Uh, also, the health cards out in Alberta are literally printed on a piece of paper. It's like a business card. It's just like it's just a number on a card. They don't have the fancy hologram. No, and there's no picture because I guess there's they're not worried about whatever Ontario health uh, fraud out there. Um, so with my second, they email it to you like twenty. The technician will email it to you twenty four hours later, forty eight hours later. Yeah, they send you an email. What if they don't know the results? What do they say? Or does it just say most likely female, most likely male? Right. So when it came, I was at work and and I was doing a gender reveal party that evening with my sister. And by I say gender reveal party, I mean like my sister was coming over with pink cupcakes or whatever. Is this with Phoebe or with Sophie? With Sophie, yeah. Yeah. So because with my first, I found out in the room they told us and that was exciting. But with this one, we had to wait like two days for the results. So they said they were going to email them. So I was like... Every day, you know, every hour refreshing my email, being like, come on. So the email came in. But in the subject line, it doesn't say what it is. So I had all my coworkers come in one at a time and look at the email without, and I didn't see it. So all my coworkers, there was about four hours where all my coworkers knew what I was having before I did. So half the day of work was basically just yeah. Who wants to spun come in? around your yeah. gender of your child. Anyone who came into my office, I was like, hey, do you want to know what kind of kid I'm having? Like boy <laughs> or girl? So they would come. I would like walk away from my desk they would come and look at the email and I got to watch their reaction so I got to see my the reaction of what I was having like 15 times right because everyone who would come in would look at the email and I had no idea what the even email even said like was it did it was it a pink did it have a picture like did it just have words I had no idea what they were looking at right it would have been funny if it was undetermined and they were all just well we'll just fake a smile right because they were all had different <laughs> reactions right and and so then I finally did look at it after I found out it was a photoshopped ultrasound, like ultrasound picture with a giant pink bow. Like they, the picture that comes, it says, you know, congratulations, you are having a girl. <laughs> and there's a giant pink bow photoshopped on your kid. And then in big letters, this is not your kid. Because oh it's like an gosh. ultrasound photo. So it's like a stock photo. <laughs> yeah, with a giant pink bow. On I wonder the- what they do for boys. Maybe a little a bow tie, tie or yeah. something. So. A big circle pointing to its penis being like you're having a boy. So that was kind of fun. You didn't do a big gender reveal? No, those weren't really popular until just the last few years. So no, I I didn't get into that trend. You're the kind of girl who I think would not miss an opportunity to have. I kind of wish I knew about those. kind. I wish I started that trend. I guess you'll have to have another. You know what I did? What trend I did jump on, though, and I was right in that time, was trash the dress sessions for the wedding photos. Yes. Okay, yeah. So Brooke got married in Cuba. And you were there. And I was there. Yes. And uh, let me just say, Brooke was more concerned about the photographer getting good shots than she was at actually saying her vows and living in the moment. Totally, totally. (laughs) With the amount of money I spent on bringing two professional photographers from Toronto to the wedding in Cuba, that's what I'm going to remember. I don't remember what I said in my vows. I could have said, hey, we're in, you know, like whatever, we're in this. I do. Um, But the photos are what you have to actually remember it. And then I was 
really upset when I got my photos back and there was a big yellow banana boat in the back of every one uh, when we were when we were saying the vows because in Cuba they just don't really think about that kind of stuff and I'm like did nobody notice the giant banana boat the in the beach. back in the water I know so that's what happens with destination weddings right yeah 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 you got to sort of just have low expectations and just sort of go with the flow and I did I I definitely had fun yeah like legit in the middle of the wedding ceremony when they're saying their vows you hear Brooke say I'm just gonna stop for a second photographers <laughs> do you have a good angle on me because like is my hair okay like I can move and I was like what is happening and then I stopped to take a selfie we stopped to take a selfie too hey I'm, I'm always pro selfie well our selfie. photographer I don't know if you saw this too but our photographer almost got into a fist fight with a tourist that was like <laughs> taking up his space and he's like dude I'm here to photograph the wedding what are you uh, doing he's like we can watch too this like guy in a speedo yeah oh yeah so the photographer almost uh nailed a tourist so the photographer did a great job at your wedding and then a couple days later you went into Havana into right? Havana to do a trash the set trash the dress photo session so we were gone all day yeah yeah those pictures turned out amazing they did I felt like a supermodel I did not do a trash the dress um session well now was it not really because you got married before uh, me only a year of, oh okay it, only a year before me I would say I have like one photo from my wedding that I actually like really yeah yeah I but didn't you hire like a crime scene photographer or something <laughs> for your <laughs> I didn't I, my cousin did it for free okay but she did a great job with the photos right. but it just like no one of the guests one at of our the guests wedding was a crime, was a crime photographer. scene photographer I remember that okay <laughs> and he ha he had started dabbling in photography and I was like I wonder what you put in your portfolio but it just wasn't something that you were too concerned about was the photos yeah like you have different you have different priorities when yeah. when you're planning your wedding you have different priorities I mean Photography was num was my number one for sure. Yeah, that yeah, was and, my number one. And you got what you wanted. I got what in I the wanted end. for sure. Yeah. So I, I mean, I have the money shot, if you will. One photo that we love from our wedding of us that's been you know, we've made into a giant canvas that hangs on the wall. So we have a photo. So right? you have that one photo. Yep. I, I, you know, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I did not like my wedding dress. And and. My grandmother made it for okay, me. Okay. And I love the idea of my grandma making it for me. And my grandmother made my sister's dress. And I can't remember if she made my cousin's dresses. So did you like moms. your sister's dress? Loved my sister's <laughs> dress. Loved. So you, you're like, Grandma, can you make my wedding dress since I love? Well, she offered, right? She offered to make it. And I love, and like, I think family is very important. And weaving it into special days is so important. And I love that she was making it. The issue was... I lived in Alberta. She lived in Ontario. So she wasn't really able to. It was tough to do properly fittings. do fittings and. And get she's your an input. amazing seamstress, right? She worked right up until hours before my wedding, like to to dart it and. I remember fit you it. doing a fitting at your shower. Yep. At your at your bridal shower, which I would have been a, a couple fitting. months yep. before, because yep. just you know she did everything she could. Yeah. So I'm not throwing her under the wedding bus. I'm just saying, I in the end, I didn't love my wedding dress. Is she going to listen to this? No, but okay. A lot of my family does. And so that's why I was cautious with my words. <laughs> but I think speak your truth. 
And I still have the wedding dress. It's rolled up in a ball. I haven't. Mine's rolled up in a ball <laughs> in my basement. But have you had yours dry cleaned? So I had mine dry cleaned after the trip to Cuba because we were like rolling around in the ocean yeah. and stuff. So I had to have it dry cleaned. But then I wore it for our at-home reception That's like right. six months later. Okay. So I did have it dry cleaned and then I wore it again. And then after that, I'm like, meh, I'm not going to pay that money and have it dry cleaned again. So it's literally like in a garbage bag in my basement. And I don't know what I'll do with it but I thought well heck I've worn it three times I've got my use out of it I don't really need to do anything special with it where did you get your wedding dress from well that (laughs) (laughs) I feel that there's a story there okay so there's a story and I don't want to take up much of much of this podcast unless you're going to invite me to London to record another one but um so years and years ago before I was even old enough to get married my my friend owned a bridal salon so I modeled for her in a wedding fashion show and I said to her I found this one dress that I wore I don't remember the number of it but it was by Alfred Angelo and I said to her if I ever get married please remember this dress this is the one I want to get married in and it was like a beautiful like um, spaghetti strap lace gown very vintage looking and so I'm wearing this when I'm maybe 17 or 18 years old so that was you know 10 years before I actually got married so then 10 years later when I get engaged I sent her a message and I said do you happen to remember the name of that wedding dress that I really liked? And she's like, she rhymed it off. She remembered it. And she said, now, before you go looking for it, though, I do have a past customer who wore that dress and she's she's passed away. Her husband's getting remarried. He may want to sell it to you to get, you know, to sort of get rid of it. Oh, my goodness. And I said, Will, is it the same size that I need? Is it is it ivory? Because I wanted an ivory one. She's like, it's your size. It's ivory. It's going to be in pristine condition because she was already sort of sick at her wedding. So she didn't have a big giant wedding. It was just literally like she put it on, got married, you know, had a few pictures taken, took it off kind of thing. So she got in touch with the husband. The husband's like, oh, my gosh, this is meant to be. He sold it to me and he sold it to me for like a crazy amount of money. Like cheap, um, like cheap, cheap, cheap. cheap, cheap. Yeah. yeah. He he said to he's he asked my friend, well, what's fair to sell it for? And and he said, well, do you think one hundred and fifty dollars is fair? And I said, you know, it was like a two thousand dollar dress. I'm like, that's totally fair. Yeah, I'll pay that. Not a problem. So so he ended up flying the dress from Halifax uh, to Toronto, like purulating it. And and so it was arrived for me and I didn't even try it on. I just I already knew that I liked it. So I didn't I didn't go wedding dress shopping. I literally this was all through the grace of the internet and the phone so and this, just my memory. This friend, where was her bridal shop? In Hanover. Oh, and so the customers were from this area? The customers, like the original bride and groom were from this area, but he had sent, after his wife passed away, he moved away um, and, out east. But he packed the wedding dress. He and took, took the wedding dress, yeah. That's a good husband, eh? Wow. Like, I hope my husband brings my wedding dress if I die. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I hope he packs up the dress and takes it with will. him if I ever leave this earth. I don't think he will. Yeah, so that's my my wedding dress story. And I love that's it. Awesome. I love it. And I felt like it was meant to be. Meant to be? Uh, and that it, that's the thing. It's yeah, meant to be. Yeah, it was so. meant to be. So you were meant to wear the dress your grandma made for you. Absolutely. And... I got to do something with it because it's beautiful silk material. It is nice material. I, I remember the dress. I remember the dress. So. 
Anyway, I just was, I didn't feel it was most flattering to my figure. So that's probably why you didn't love your wedding pictures. I didn't really get like fit for my wedding either, right? You know how a lot of people do like the get fit for your wedding? You looked really good. I totally good at, got fit for my yeah. wedding, yeah. I had had two babies in two years, so I wasn't like. And your youngest was six months. She was you, six months when we got married, yeah. yeah. So I, I I went hard and I. You did go hard. I like lost all my baby weight. I've since gained it all back and I still blame the baby weight. <laughs> but you have the photos of the wedding. I have the photos of the wedding where I where I do look good so yes hey um so I think it's super cool that you've been doing something and I would like to share it with our <laughs> podcast listeners speaking of super good <laughs> speaking of looking super hot you have been nude modeling yeah wow I stumbled into that totally accidentally I just got a phone call one afternoon when my kids were screaming and fighting and and my cousin who's an artist a really talented artist She called me and she said, well, I've been wanting to paint you and I have some time tonight. Would you be willing to come pose for me tonight? And by pose, she does mean nude. And my kids were running around screaming and I'm like, oh, gosh, like it would really be nice to get out of the house for a couple of hours. So I said, sure. And then she sent me another message back and she said, there's going to be me and about eight other artists and it's going to be part of an art class. Is that okay? Does that change your mind? Amazing. And my kids were still pulling each other's hair and all that stuff. I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Let's do it. So I went to the location where the session, I guess the art class was going to be uh, setting up and uh, and I brought my house coat and I literally just like got on the stage. There was lights on me and there was eight or nine artists with easels in front of them and they were all just staring at me. And now the first two times I did keep my underwear on because I was like a little self-conscious. But then by the third time, which was just a couple of weeks ago, I wanted to see what full full nude full Full nude nude. I wanted to see what it would look like if I did full nude so I did full nude and I'm really thrilled with the results so like all of the artists have sort of different takes on on you know different I guess ways of doing their art and stuff like that so it was really neat seeing how other people see me and then portray it as an artistic sort of canvas are they most doing charcoal there's some that do charcoal, um, watercolor, Conte. There's something called Conte, which is like it's like a sort of like I don't really know what it is. My yeah. cousin's gonna kill me when, uh, when she <laughs> she finds out that I didn't know what it was. Um, so it's like charcoal. There's some pencil. Um, is anyone sculpting? Ink. Is any- no sculpting, but there is like a world champion chainsaw sculptor. Oh my gosh! In like the like in wood. the crowd, like in the class, but she does paintings when she's doing it. She's she's. It's a drawing class. It's a drawing How class. So cool. they do the different mediums with drawing, painting. How cool would that be if she made a new oh sculpture of you <laughs> with a chainsaw and wood for my front for my front door, <laughs> just to put. Amazing. So if you were gifted one of these paintings, would you hang it in your house? I would hang it somewhere. Yes, they're 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 luminous. Like they're really. They're beautiful. They're they're really beautiful. I um I don't even look at them and think of it as me. I just look at it as wow, look at that art. Like look at what that artist portrayed. Like look what that artist sort of brought to life. Um so, so let's go back to your very first time nude modeling. You got in your minivan. I got I got in my 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 minivan, yeah. And drove Did you pick out nice underwear to wear? Like did you consciously You know <laughs> So I literally have one pair of like really decent like show off underwear and they're just plain black 
I didn't want to wear anything fancy, no. you know. So like they're just they're just drawing, so they're not gonna like draw lace and that kind of thing. So I just picked out my nicest pair of silky black underwear that sucked in my stomach a little bit. <laughs> okay, and then your bathrobe and my and my house coat with like toothpaste stains on it. It wasn't sexy at all. It wasn't sexy at all. Were you nervous just before you dropped the house coat? I was nervous and and one I did make a little bit of a of a disclaimer and I I'm standing there on the on the stage and right before I dropped the house coat I got really nervous and I said just remember everybody I've had two kids lay easy on the cellulite like don't paint the cellulite <laughs> and and they just sort of laughed and they said we don't have time to paint the cellulite <laughs> No fine details. I think that's what I like about the pictures is yeah, no fine details. There's no fine details. But, you know, one of them really, like, got my face. Like, mm-hmm. so so just last night, I, I was looking at one of the artists' Instagram. So they have a they have an art, like, studio downtown Durham on the main street. So these three main artists um, have an art studio downtown Durham. And I saw on one of the girls' Instagram a picture of their display window with like six paintings of me naked in the window displayed and it, and on the Instagram it said give the gift of the nude this holiday season. They're selling pictures of you nude. They're selling like they're it's their paintings. <gasps> so I'm like, "Oh my gosh." So I sent my cousin a message with this picture. I'm like, "I'm on like display in downtown Durham." She's like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to put your name on it." I said, "No, please don't." But yeah, so we went last night after one of our um little events in Durham and I said I want to go check out this this window and sure enough there's like my kids were like mom there's like six paintings of you in this window you told your kids that was you I told my kids it was me my kids know that I'm doing it and my kids are really excited about it they're like mom's nude modeling but the reason I'm telling my kids and being open with them is because they are girls and I want them to grow up with a positive self-image of their body I don't want them to be like you know, I'm chubby. I'm this. I'm too skinny. I'm not going to show off my leg. Like, I don't want them to have that. I want mm-hmm. them to have a healthy, positive self-image. And I want them to see their mom who's, you know, doesn't have a perfect body, who's just a normal sort of, you know, rocking the mom jeans. And I want them to be like, oh, well, you know, look at look at the way my mom looks. She's a normal lady and she's not kind of hiding who she is sort of thing. She's proud of who she is. So I just want to have that sort of positive self-image sent to my kids as well I really like that that's that's smart if you didn't tell your kids it was you do you think they would have known I, they would have recognized me for sure <laughs> the the like the one picture the most recent one with the blue background like that's my face <laughs> right so some of the artists do like your backside it just depends on where they're sitting and how I'm posing so I'm posing certain ways but they could be like semicircle around me so they're they all have a different view of me mm. so some of them might be right. painting the front at the same time as some of them might be painting the back but you never sit like no no I'm I'm the legs are yeah and apparently I'm quite the natural like my cousin who maybe she's just saying it because she likes me but she said that it's sort of like the you know that I'm sort of the favorite model of the crew (laughs) oh there's other nude models yeah they they have um a few different ones yeah oh my god so not the favorite but like they they oh, just yeah, they, the they i don't know you're the most inhibited in inhabited what is the word? i don't know what that <laughs> word is um no no i wouldn't say that because it did take me a couple of times before i would actually take my underwear off i really work at my poses like i really i go on pinterest and i look at different poses and i try to make it interesting for them 
because that's what they're there for. They're there to sort of kind of capture the human body. And I don't want to just be standing there with my hands on my hips. Right. So I really do work on different poses, but they are modest as well. How long do you stay in your pose for? So the, the class opens up with 30, 30 second poses. Oh. So I do 30, 30 different poses and I hold them each for 30 seconds and that's just for them to warm up. And then I do some one minute poses, usually like maybe eight one minute poses. And then I'll do, um, I believe I did eight five minute poses the last time. So, so wait, so the I'm eight, there for three hours. So the eight one minute poses. So every minute you're changing your pose. Yeah. But what if someone's drawing you in that pose? It doesn't matter. It's just it's just for them to warm up and they're they're working to be professional artists or they're trying to be like somewhat professional with it. And you in the real life, you have time limits. So it's just for them to warm up their hands and sort of get their Are creativity they you going. Every time? Like so every pose they're quickly sketching you? Yep. Yep. Oh. And some of the ones I sent you were the 30 second ones. Like that was literally just them oh. sort of warming themselves up. Interesting. Okay. So, so they're then you, they're drawing you every time. They're like drawing me every single time. Oh. Yeah. So then the um so then the the eight five minute poses, those are a little bit longer. You can add some more detail. And then out of those poses, I ask the artist which one they want for like the extreme one, which is usually about 40 minutes to 20 minute time. So I do it for 20 minutes, take a little break, walk around, loosen up my muscles because it is, I mean, I used to sort of roll my eyes and be like, oh, poor little girl. And, you know, models would complain about it really being work. Right. (laughs) Poor girl. But um, your, your body does like, you know, they're, (laughs) <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, getting up off the stage after the first 20 minute one. And I'm like right. massaging my muscles out because it is, you're, you're staying totally still. Right. And in not the most comfortable of positions either, because what is comfortable might not look, look. good. So I wanted it to be as comfortable as I could with it looking as flattering as I could as well. So, okay. So you are, do you normally spend time nude? Like would you walk around your house nude? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll walk around my house naked. Really? I sleep naked. They say you're supposed to sleep naked. They they say yeah. you get the best sleep naked. Yeah, I don't like to have anything on my body when I'm sleeping, so I really? sleep naked. My kids even started sleeping naked. No. <laughs> they get hot, though. Right. They get hot, so they take their pajamas off, and they know that I do it, so they think, well, that's fine. We're we're pretty open in our house. We're pretty, we're pretty open. We're not like a closed-off family. Like, my kids see me naked. It's not that big of a deal. Right. Do you pee in front of your partner? No. Yeah, I find that no. weird. That's a that's a sort of a line draw. He wouldn't. He he wouldn't. He doesn't like it if I'm like talking to him if I'm going to the bathroom <laughs> either. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, can you do that? He'd be like, so you'll talk to he'll him. He'll say, when you're I'll talk to him like through the door, yeah. and he'll say, when you're done in the bathroom, we will chat. Yeah, but not until you're done. That's sort of he how has I feel. weird like. Yeah, he's more closed off than I am. What about in your relationship? Yeah, no, you're not peeing in front of me. Neither one. Uh, like, who's the more open one? Oh. Like, what do you mean? Like in the in the bathroom? Like, no, like go do your business. Okay. Like we have like in our house, like we got three bathrooms just because, you know, bathroom on each level. And like, I'm like, if you got business to do, like go to the furthest one. Um, You are a lot of fun to have on this (laughs) podcast. I can't believe we're like a few minutes away from wrapping this up. It just went by so fast. I know. I feel like I took it over though. No, but that's the whole point. I guess I am the special guest. You are the guest. You know, you're the first guest on the Supercast. This many episodes in. I'm excited. I'm excited that Zoe said, yes, Brooke can be a guest on your podcast. I didn't ask Zoe. Oh, so she might be a little like... Hey, this Miffed? is the sister no. cast. This is the but you know you are perfect cast. for it because you are a sister yourself, right? I'm a sister, and we and a we mother. sort of lived as sisters for a year, very much so. 
and you have experience in media and marketing from that's where we went to college we went to college in the broadcasting course together and I think in a future podcast you have so many great stories I mean we've known each other for 20 (laughs) years and you know just as a little teaser Brooke lived in New York City she was a nanny for three years two years um, well, I was in Annie from the time the baby was about just under a year. So like maybe nine months till he went to school, till he went to kindergarten. Is so. that when you left? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. So you have a ton of great stories. I've lived nine lives. I say to my kids that I'm like yep. a cat. I've lived nine lives and I'm only going to tell them about two or three of them at this age. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Brooke, we fun. must have you back on the We will. Cast. We will. Yeah. I'll come back again. You're going to be the Jerry O'Connell. You're going to be the always the fill-in, never he's, the he's, host. He's my favorite co-host. <laughs> That Jerry O'Connell thing, that's a Live with Kelly and Ryan reference. For Zoe's benefit, I'll explain it. Before Ryan Seacrest permanently joined the show this past May, Jerry O'Connell filled in on Live many, many times. And at times it almost seemed like he might be the most logical co-host for Kelly. But we all know that didn't happen. He wasn't the A-list talent that Ryan Seacrest is. So, you know that old saying, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Jerry O'Connell continues to fill in whenever they need him, much to the delight of people like Brooke. We appreciate you so much making the time in your week to listen here to the sister cast. It's truly a labor of love. As a fellow podcast lover, I'm enjoying making content for you to listen to as I enjoy listening to podcasts created by others. Until next time, cheers.